So after getting fired, rehired by Disney, but then being hired over to a different studio to do a different studio's comic book movie, James Gunn is finally back in the MCU and has finally delivered us his finale to his Guardians trilogy with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It's now out in theaters, so let's review. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is written and directed by James Gunn and stars Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Bradley Cooper, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Palm Clementif, Vin Diesel, Sean Gunn, Chuck Udiawuji, Will Poulter, and Maria Bakalova. Peter Quill, still reeling from the loss of Gamora, must rally his team around him to defend the universe along with protecting one of their own. A mission that, if not completed successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, one of my most anticipated movies of the year. I would say it was my number one most anticipated movie of the year, is finally here. Now obviously, if you haven't noticed, I guess I'll point this out. I haven't posted in a few weeks as because I've had exams and I will have exams for another two weeks and then I should be back to regular multiple times per week posting after that. But until then, it's going to be very loose. And I don't even think I'll have another episode review anything out in the next two weeks. Not even a spoiler review for this movie, unfortunately. I might just do it a bit late. But I absolutely had to get my thoughts out there just because I needed to talk about it in some form. For Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, again, this is my most anticipated movie of the year. I actually saw it the day it came out a few days ago. Waited a few days. And honestly, with the way my thoughts kind of evolved, evolved i'm really glad i did wait a few days to record this review and this will be spoiler free again just like all my first mcu reviews are and just like all my movie reviews are really unless i say so in the title again i've been really excited for this movie i love these characters i love this franchise so much again the mcu as a whole obviously if you've been listening to me for a while obviously i follow this franchise very closely but I feel like the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise over time has become my favorite sub-series in the MCU. And I think a big part of that is because James Gunn's singular vision and way of telling stories and way of getting emotions across resonates with me as an audience member. I think as I've grown older, I've really grown to love more of his movies as opposed to some of my other favorite directors in the MCU. And I think that's why I was really excited for this third movie and really hoping he'd be able to close off, for me, what could have the opportunity of being a near-perfect trilogy. So did James Gunn successfully, in the midst of him running DC, manage to deliver us, although he did direct his movie before that, manage to deliver us a movie that, sat, that will satisfy all fans of this trilogy, or is it yet another whimper for the MCU in a time where they're really struggling? Find out in this spoiler-free reveal. And just cut right to the chase and alleviate any of your concerns if you were going to my review for that. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, as expected, is an incredibly satisfying conclusion to James Gunn's Guardians trilogy. It pulls in so much stuff that was teased from the previous movies and combines it into still what I would call for the most part a standalone space opera adventure that delivers on action, emotion, heart, humor and everything that you go for the guardians of the galaxy movies for obviously the music as well I almost forgot to mention this movie definitely i think had 
a more clear and focused story compared to Volume 2. Now, I'm one of those people who loved Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's a movie that I grew to love over time. I definitely did not love it on first viewing. And I think a lot of people would also love it if they rewatched it now. But I feel like a lot of people haven't given that movie a chance since its release. And I think Gunn wisely kept the Guardians mostly together. Because in Volume 2, even if a big chunk of them, like Drax, Gamora, Peter Quill, were together it still felt like their paths and different character arcs were so separate from each other that they didn't really interact as much as you'd want. This movie absolutely makes up for that by having most of them be together the entire film. And I would say the banter between them has never been better. This movie definitely still has that space opera vibe you want from the Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's also very character-driven, just like all the other Guardians movies. James Gunn clearly loves these characters. And once again, he delivers a great story that still centers on them, but has a lot more going on that the audience can grasp onto. This movie, this movie in particular, I think, does a really good job of balancing the Guardians. And even though Peter Quill is kind of known to be, what I would say, the lead of the Guardians, this film, more than all the other ones, makes all the Guardians the lead, where it doesn't really feel like one is above the other in terms of how much time James Gunn's script is giving to and I think that was a really really impressive balance and at least in my opinion I think every member of the Guardians had a really good arc in this particular movie pretty much other than Groot I would say everyone everybody had an arc that felt fleshed out and satisfying for the final chapter of this trilogy some of the arcs are definitely more prominent and more important to the story than others but I think Gunn's script did a really good job of setting up all these ideas and pieces, like new things about the characters that actually managed to explain a lot of their past behavior and why they act a certain way towards other people who, even though they're, they finally feel like they belong somewhere, a lot of that is explained. And a lot of those pieces are finally paid off in this movie. But this movie also sets up a bunch of new things, particularly, I would say, with Drax and Nebula, that I think pay off again really well in the climax in a way that I wasn't really expecting. And particularly, again, just on an emotional level, it really earns all of its emotion and everything it's setting up with the characters. And as you've probably heard, this movie very much focuses in on Rocket's origin story. And it is absolutely gut-wrenching and heartbreaking when it's telling that story but not without purpose. And I've heard a lot of people complain that this movie is too dark. It leans too hard into showing animal cruelty. And some people are saying it's exploiting that for, to get an emotional reaction. I don't think, like, I'm going to pretty respectfully disagree on every single thing that I've heard about that because the movie does this to explain and expand on the character's backstory and why Rocket is such a sad creature and why he's so close, why he's closed himself off so much other than a tree that can say three words, I am Groot, I guess four words if you count we and R, so I guess, yeah, it would be, well, it would be five. Why did that character get to that position? That's what they wanted to get across with this origin story. And not only does it deliver that really well, and it's one of the most gripping and like just gut punch moments of, of just sequences the entire film it also does a really good great, great job of adding to the villain and i really loved what they did with rocket again he's one of my favorite characters in the mcu and this movie only solidified that with us finally fleshing out where he came from 
There's also some really great stuff with Drax's character in this movie. Some stuff that I think they've been needing to do since the first. And I particularly love the way the character ends off here. And Nebula, at least, and ends off within this particular movie. And I think Nebula is easily the best she's ever been. I think Karen Gillan gets the most to work with from a humor standpoint, but also in terms of just getting to work with the other cast members. It does feel at times like a lot of time has passed and we've missed her kind of really growing fond and becoming family with these characters. But in the end, I feel like as an audience, we just accept it because of how connected she became to her sister before she died. Gamora, obviously. And another thing that I really loved and I wasn't really sure how they were going to handle is Star-Lord and Gamora's relationship. I think they do a really great job of balancing realistically what would actually happen, but also what the audience would be interested to see and would want to see them kind of interact in in this chapter, even though this is a different version of Gamora. And I think they found a really great balance between them. I'm obviously not going to say what happens to them, but I think they handled the relationship really well. I don't want to say too much, because I feel like if I say too much about this particular relationship, it will really easily spoil where it goes. But a lot of the scenes between them can be really funny, but they can also be really heartfelt, and I really love the way they found that balance with those two characters. And while, again, Groot doesn't have his own character arc, he has, in my opinion, three of the greatest comic book movie moments ever made, one of which is hilarious, the other is just awesome, and the last one is just one of the most sappy things you can imagine, but it is so powerful, and it it it, it happens at just the right moment that it just it just hit me so hard towards the end. And I don't want to say what it is because it just really, really hit me. Even though on paper, when you're reading what James Gunn has planned for Groot at one, during one particular scene, what he wants Groot to do, it just, it really worked for me in the movie. And I really don't want to say anything because I think, again, even hinting anything about this would be giving spoilers. I loved what Gunn did with all the characters and it really did it. And he really handled it well once again. And once again, he really does dive into the brokenness of these characters. Not to manipulate the audience for emotion, but to earn it by using it as a mechanism to explain what this group, or I guess I should say this family really, means to each of them individually. And I think the fact that he did that, combined with a particularly rocket origin, makes this movie probably the most character-driven of the trilogy, even if the plot is more clear and direct throughout. Because it really is the characters that make this trilogy and James Gunn's love for them that makes this trilogy stick out so much. And that's why this final chapter of his trilogy works so well. The themes of found family and found relationships absolutely continue here. This film is packed with so much sincerity, emotion, pathos, heart, every synonym you can imagine for all the four words I just said, particularly towards the end of the film. It has the full spectrum of emotion in every way imaginable. It definitely has the high stakes that you want from a comic book movie, but a lot of triumphant moments as well. This isn't just a dark movie that's dealing with the brokenness of these characters. It has many uplifting moments. It has many moments that make you want to stand up and cheer, even though no one actually does that, and it says that on every single Blu-ray in existence. I'm just saying it's probably the best way to describe what I'm trying to get across. There's a lot of moments of victory and things like that that you're going to be really happy about. But it also, again, finds a nice balance between the dark and the light for a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It is the darkest of the three, 
and how it definitely has the darkest themes and the darkest messages, but particularly like on creation, which I really didn't expect. But again, it all serves the characters, again, particularly Rocket when it comes to this film. And this film also balances tone really well, which I wasn't really fully expecting going in. The humor and dark themes are put side by side a lot of the time, but they never felt jarring to me. The movie has a lot of really funny moments. Again, some of the humor is a bit hit or miss. I think because of Gunn's humor style and how frequent it is, you're always going to have a few jokes which don't fully land, but there are a lot of really funny moments. And this is through and through a James Gunn movie. Again, he's always been a bit edgy with his humor and kind of what he shows in his movies, but there's always an underlying emotion and heart to his movies. I think a lot of comic book movies nowadays, particularly when we look at the recent ones, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Black Adam, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, Thor, Love and Thunder, that these movies have really been missing. That is that heart at its center. That's what grounds his movies from just being these wacky space operas or wacky comedies. It's that what he puts in there for the audience to connect with. This movie has the style that Gunn loved, but it also, and it has absolutely has all his trademarks, but I would say it's probably his best directing work yet. And going right off that, what James Gunn and his director of photography, and particularly Henry Braham, have crafted to me is one of the most impressive looking, sounding, and feeling blockbusters and sci-fi adventures in particularly, and I guess comic book movies that I've seen in a while. The action is surprisingly well shot. I think Gunn's always been good at action, and it's always very kinetic, and it particularly works because of the music. But in this movie, I thought some of the shots looked great. There is a very cool common action technique nowadays that's becoming more and more often used in a hallway fight, which is, again, easily the best action scene that I think Gunn's ever made. And it was, again, really, really quick, really frenetic, but it worked really well for the type of creatures that our main characters were fighting. I love the technique he used in that. And the set pieces are immaculately crafted. Again, the cinematography is really good. But I'm also talking about the practical effects, VFX, and makeup work. The VFX work in this film and the CGI is the best it's ever been in the MCU, which is really odd since the last few movies have not looked very good. And the makeup and practical effects work in this movie had the feel of like an 80s or 90s movie in all the best ways. There was so much handcrafting, so much put into making everything feel as realistic as possible, as tangible as possible in a world that is so, in a galaxy that's so outlandish. But it again, it just feels more down to earth than any other MCU movie released in the past few years. And that's something that these Guardians movies have done really well take these wacky space operas, these crazy comedies, and ground them and make them way more relatable than a lot of the MCU movies set on Earth nowadays. It has a really good blend of practical sets and CG creatures, and I was really surprised by that mix and how well it kind of blended in with each other. It feels handcrafted, and it's the best MCU movie on a technical level I think we've ever had. And the biggest compliment I can give this movie, aside from saying that it's a satisfying conclusion, it delivers on these characters' arcs, delivers on where you want them to go, but it also delivers on everything you want from a Guardian's adventure, is that I left the movie feeling something. And that's what the MCU has been missing. Not a clear direction, not character, not, well, I guess we do need that, but not, 
not exactly better CGI. That's definitely not what will make the MCU better in the long run. It's actually having characters that the audiences love and leaving the audience feeling something and thinking about the movie, which is the first time I feel like I've had that since the MCU, whether that's connecting to it emotionally or just thinking about what happened and what Gunn was really going for. And I was really impressed that he was able to do that in this particular movie. Again, the final moments of this movie are really emotional. It's an incredible bookend to the trilogy in every way you could possibly imagine. And it has a magnificent musical score and soundtrack, both in the score and the soundtrack. It brings in some stuff from the previous movies and particularly through the mid-credits and kind of towards the end credits. And in, in the resolution, the usage of themes from the first two movies and some real-life songs that they used from uh, the 20th century songs that they used and kind of playing them again here really hit me. And I was already emotional, but when some of those music musical cues hit, it just, all the emotions went tenfold. And I just loved the way Gunn, once again, used kind of weaved in his signature musical cues. And again, just as an ending to the trilogy, it felt right. It was emotional. It was satisfying. As someone who loves these characters, it paid off and delivered everything I wanted, delivering an MCU movie that I can happily say I loved for the first time since Avengers Endgame. Now, this movie is not perfect. I, I wanted to mention a few other things. Firstly, we have Chuck Woody Awuji as the villain, the high evolutionary. I will say, I think he does a really good job as the character. And the performance is great. Again, the character is really committed to his goals, which makes him a lot easier to understand, I would say, compared to Ego. And he's really threatening, and he's a sick and twisted villain. And he's just absolutely one of those villains that Chuck Woody is doing a great job of chewing up the scenery whenever he's on screen. But it's just... I think it's kind of cool that we kind of just have such a sick and twisted villain that we can just hate. And there is no other villain in the MCU that you will hate more than this guy because of the ties he has to some of the Guardians or one of the Guardians' past and how he's used in those flashbacks but also how he's used in the present. But I do think the character needed a little more background for us to fully understand why he's doing what he's doing and have a more fleshed out character that we could understand a bit more. He's very shrieky, he yells a lot, but I do like a villain that really, really hams it up. And I liked his performance. I think the High Evolutionary is, I will say, the best villain out of the Guardians villains. But I think there was room for a bit more there, particularly since, for me, I felt like a few other characters in this movie shouldn't have been there. Particularly Adam Warlock. Now, I should preface by saying I am not a big fan of Adam Warlock as a character in the comics. I find him to be extremely boring. I cannot connect with him as a character. And he is really one of those characters that non-comic readers look at and want to, th want to say they know him just because he's super powerful and think he's cool. When in reality, everyone who's actually read comics probably knows that this guy is just Superman without all the emotion. And he's kind of, in a way, what the image of Superman has now become, which is like this really boring and unrelatable god, which is not who Superman is. Adam Warlock kind of has always felt like that to me. And in this film, he is not used like he is in the comics. A lot of purists are going to get really upset, I'm sure. 
he's wasted, I guess, but at the same time, I never really felt like he had any right to be in the story. It felt like James Gunn was locked into using him, not because the MCU forced him to, I don't think that's what it was at all, but because he felt like he teased Warlock, so he should have gone through with it, and he has to use him. Now, I think Will Poulter is decent in the role. He's doing exactly what, he's doing a decent job for what he's getting, but the character serves no purpose, and I just feel like the characterization felt so off to me, and I thought, when it comes to the humor, I would say the stuff with him worked the least. And when it comes to my other issues, really only, the only other thing I can mention is that I think there are a few clunky story beats and a few plot mechanics that didn't fully work for me, particularly in the first act that felt a bit, or a bit rushed. And I do think a few, even though this is a two and a half hour movie, it definitely flies by. The pacing is really good for, I would say, like 85% of the runtime. But I would say in the first act, there are a few moments that felt rushed. A few things I think could have let breathe a bit more. And if you cut out something like Adam Warlock, you would have had more time for that. But again, all in all, when it comes to the MCU, I have not been as satisfied with any of the movies since Endgame as I am with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This is a film that is a sad, not only a satisfying conclusion to the Guardians trilogy and has all the emotions you want, finishing off a lot of these characters are setting up new things finally explaining who these characters are where they come from and why they need this family so much why they fit into it but it also has in my opinion the best filmmaking and directing we've had in this trilogy with guns best directorial effort in terms of just bringing something to life it has fantastic action great humor again a pretty good villain a lot of really fun moments, a lot of massive standout, cheer-worthy moments. And all in all, it delivers everything a sci-fi blockbuster needs to while still being a pathos-filled movie that focuses on these characters, this band of misfits we've grown to love so much and closes out in the stories of a lot of these characters as told by James Gunn. This movie will make you laugh. It will make you, again, want to cheer. and It might just make you cry. I'm going to be 100% honest that I did not leave the theater with dry eyes. And we will leave it at that. James Gunn pulled it off. I'm going to give Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 an A. And I am just so happy to have seen an MCU movie that I love again. A movie in this franchise that really worked for me on every level and it delivered on everything I wanted. This film not only met my expectations, it surpassed them. And again, this was my most anticipated movie of the year. And as of right now, it probably is my favorite movie of the year. And in terms of recommendations, this to me is a must-watch in theaters as soon as you can. And when it comes out, I'm sure you'll want to check it out over and over again when it hits home media. Thank you guys so much for listening to this review. Go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 as soon as you can. It delivers. It is the best MCU movie since Endgame. I promise you, I loved it, and I hope all of you will too. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.